Thumbs up, let's do this. Starting from zero. What does it actually take to start from zero and what does it not? What's a waste of time? What works? What doesn't? So many people are lost and confused and even disoriented about what it takes to get started online. And the truth is, it's very simple. Also, success rests in the dirty details. There's so many tiny things people get hung up on when they're starting something online. These tiny details are addressed in this podcast where you watch me mentor people over their shoulder directly based on their personal situation. So listen closely, listen to the whole episode, take in all the patterns, listen for the slow parts, listen for the fast parts, take in everything so you actually see what's required because there's things right now that you're currently missing, things that rest within the little parts of these episodes. Enjoy. So today I'm talking to Shannon. Shannon, where are you at in the world? I am actually currently at Table Rock Lake in Missouri. And what's your big goal today for this call? My big goal is I am literally trying to start a business from the ground up and haven't really done a whole lot of my own research, was kind of just letting things happen organically. But I definitely want to dig into how to get a vision for it and take those first few steps into business, just kind of having a clear path and clear guide for that process. How long were you thinking of starting a business before finally taking the plunge? Oh man, I have actually toyed with that idea since I was a teenager. It's kind of always been there. Do you know what had you not do it sooner? At times, different priorities in my life. Obviously, safety and security sometimes being prioritized over taking a risk doing something like this. And then I actually chose to stay home with my little guy for six years and just kind of do some things on the side here and there. And so things have shifted in my life where this is becoming the priority. Okay. Timing. That's important to honor. So in terms of a specific goal for your business, is there a revenue number in mind? Is there a dollar amount you're looking to make? There's not. I haven't even gotten that far yet. Okay. Do you know like what you need to make in order to continue staying entrepreneur? I mean, it would probably, if I was making between 40 and 50,000 a year, that's all I would really need to just maintain and to be in a comfortable position where I can create the life that I want with my son and I. But more than that would be awesome. What's your why for being an entrepreneur? Actually, I wouldn't really say that I have a why for being an entrepreneur. I feel that I have a drive to help people and my gifting is in healing and energy work. And so I just feel very passionately about that. And I want to do it. Like that's what I want to do. I want to help people. Okay. What kind of business do you have in mind that you're looking to start? So for now, I'd be starting in the energy work field. But where I want to go, I don't really know of people doing, but I really want to get an education in psychology and blend the best of both worlds in order to be able to help people you know, with the best from the psychology world, but also having these other tools that you can use in the energy world to kind of cocktail or create this kind of hybrid way of helping people with trauma and all kinds of different things. Okay, cool. Are you in a place where you're able to write anything down? Yep. Okay, good. So there are technicians and then there are entrepreneurs. Okay. A technician exchanges time for money. An entrepreneur does not. So as you're venturing into the world of being a technician, 
which a technician could be a neurosurgeon making mm-hmm. half a million a year, but they're still a technician because they're still exchanging time for money. So it's really important to understand that you have been taught from a very early age how to maximize the amount of money you make per hour. So that's in the unconscious. That's in order to make money, you must exchange time. And that's just simply a function of a belief. So the technician exchanges time for money. The entrepreneur exchanges time for equity. Okay. The thing is, you can be the best technician in the world and your business would have to rely solely on referral to work because you wouldn't know marketing, you wouldn't know sales, you wouldn't know business ownership. So it's very important because I've got a lot of people that consider themselves entrepreneurs. And then when you look at them, they're more like sole proprietors. Mm -hmm. So it's just really important to get clear on the language. So as a technician, something that you're not going to be taught, which I'm going to teach you on this call, is the importance of entrepreneurial thinking. And entrepreneurial thinking could seem either intimidating, and it could also seem like you want to just dismiss it as not important. And you might even like fight it. For example, when it comes to like what niche you're going to pick, who's your target market, you know, and most healer energy workers are like, well, anybody who needs help. I'm like, great, you're for everybody, you'll work with nobody, Mm -hmm. you know, except for the random folks that happen to fall in your sphere. I talked with one woman who's, she's actually a, her technician gift of choice is like a hypnosis therapy. And so I was like, well, you could work with 3 million smokers or you could work with 2000 everybody's. So you really want to pick a niche. And if you go into psychiatry, as you go into healing work, from what I've heard, they will subtly try to teach you that you need to be able to help everybody. But it's very important to just get through your head as quickly as possible that you are not for everybody. Because even if you were for everyone, there's probably only a certain percentage of people that are actually ready for the work itself. Yes. So first thing in the world of technician is they're like, oh, I'm good at this. I'm for everybody. And I'm going to exchange time for money. Then you come over to entrepreneur. So you're going to blend entrepreneur and technician together. As you blend entrepreneur and technician together, can you tell me what the entrepreneur does primarily that's different from the technician? They spend time to build an asset. Yes. Let's call it time to build an asset and time to build equity. So right now I'm doing a one-on-one call with you and it's free. Mm -hmm. And I am much happier doing this for free than if you paid me like two grand for an hour of coaching or something like this. And it'd be very easy for me to charge that, but I wouldn't do it because at the end of that hour, I have no equity. Right now I'm recording this with you. It's going to be a podcast episode. Right now I'm building equity. And I'm still helping someone one-on-one. So at the end of each night, when you go to bed, you would like to ideally ask yourself this. And how old's your son now? He's six. As he, I think my mom says the logical thinking, abstract thinking comes around age 12. As they get to around age 12, well, and for yourself, the next six years, if you lay yourself down to bed and you ask yourself, you know, was I grateful for today and all these cool things you probably do. And then at the end of that, you say, did I build any equity today? If the answer is no, you lived too much as a technician. So that first thing really is, did I build any equity today? Actually, I just started helping my girlfriend build a business. And we started thinking about what her unique selling proposition is going to be, like the headline at the top of her website is going to be, and helping her create what her first podcast episode might be. And also what her first free freebie will be. Like someone could enter their email address to get a free something. 
Okay. And yesterday, so we got her set up with a lot. And so it was so fun because at the end of the day, as we were going to sleep, I asked her, so did you build any equity today? You know, and she got to say yes. And instead of sitting down to look at Facebook right away, she sits down to work on our business now right away. Instead of sitting down to consume, she's sitting down to create. Yes. And it's so, so cool because those are the tabs that are open and she has something to drive forward every day. And the essence is that she created some equity. Now, I want to go back to saying that if I charge 500, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 for a one-on-one, my body loses, like I can't even get myself over to do it. Like my body won't carry it over because I'm like, I know I only spend time for equity because my time is the most valuable thing I'll ever get. So why would I exchange my time for something that could be so readily available? So I ended up building all these businesses with this in mind and I started making so much money and I didn't have to work that I got so bored because I was setting up so many things with equity, but it was fervently felt in the center of my being like so deeply. Anyway, now we're going to move into the most critical aspect of any business that if you get right, I call it the spinal cord of business. So this is the spine of any business. So the spine is customer and a mechanism and a result. And now this is a fundamental shift from the way most of us think about business. Because right now when you're thinking about your business, you're thinking about it as healing work. And instead... I want you to think of your business as a customer that's using a mechanism to get a result. The mechanism is your healing work, but the mechanism could be a software product. The mechanism could be a gym membership. The mechanism Mm -hmm. could be a journal. You know, a mechanism could be a candle. It could be anything. So if you have a clear customer, a clear mechanism, and a clear result, then your spine is straight and you can do so much with it and you can build a If you'd like to get a free one-on-one with me and be on this show, you can find out details at startfromzero.com forward slash podcast. More and more, I really like building businesses at light speed, Mm. really quickly, like more quickly than we even conceive in our minds. Like, I'm going to start a business. So it's going to take me weeks to do this and weeks to do this and weeks to do this and weeks to do this or years to do this when none of that's true. That's just all a thought in the mind. And especially if you're thinking about from the quantum perspective how rapidly things could happen. If you want to build a business at light speed Mm -hmm. and have everything get easy, clear customer, clear mechanism, clear result. So now let's flip it. Let's say customer wants a result, so we use a mechanism. So right now you're thinking of mechanism first. Now you're going to think of customer first, the result they want second, and the mechanism third. So your healing work comes last in this framework. Okay. So that means you're going to suffer from expert syndrome because you're a technician. Mm -hmm. So you're going to talk to people about things that they don't resonate with. Unless they know what that result is, you're going to be talking Mm -hmm. to a blank face. So as an entrepreneur, I take pride in not being the mechanism. I don't fulfill mechanism if I can help it. I talk to customers. I find the results they want. Then I hire the technicians. Okay. Tell me so what you're thinking about right now. I was just trying to think of the practical application of that in specifically what I'm trying to build. So, Anything coming to mind as you're thinking about it? No, I was just wanting to kind of wrap my brain around a, a clear example of what that would look like. Yep. So let's do a clear customer is a woman who just gave birth. You ask a clear result that they want. Well, you have given birth before. So you tell me what was 
a result that you were looking to create in your life? Oh, I actually haven't given birth. My son oh. is adopted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Make, make an ass out of you and me by assuming. <laughs> if you, let's, let's just imagine you have given birth. Okay. What would you want as a result in the coming 90 days? Maybe readjusting to, you know, a brand new life with all these demands on you and your body isn't functioning the way it has been in the past and you're recovering from this big thing that happened. So you might be looking for some help in like reintegrating and, you know, making all of that work for you in a brand new situation. Mm. So adjusting to life after pregnancy in a way that is healthy for you and your child. Is that right? Yeah. So clear customer, woman who's just given birth, clear result, adjusting to their new life in a way that's completely healthy for both them and their child. Now let's look at mechanism. How many ways could we accomplish that? More than one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you think of yourself as a technician, you're sort of locked into this thing and you're over here on the side, like, hey, hey, this, this. And then they're like, no, I just want to readjust my life and have a healthy schedule with my child. And you're like, no, technician, specifics, healing work, etc. And they're like, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're talking about. I want this result. Mm-hmm. So let's do another one. Let's do something like a business owner who is stagnant, and they've been at the same revenue level for at least three years, or even two years. These sorts of entrepreneurs are in a lot of pain because they're not growing. So an entrepreneur who's been stuck at the same level of business and they still want to grow. Their dream result is to grow their business. Clear and clear. Mechanism could be many. Now, the way I think about this in terms of like the innovation of how I'd like to create this level of thinking is that right now, before you got on this call, you might have been like 95% mechanism. Maybe 100%. Okay. (laughs) You can say that. Okay. Well, 100. And I want to shift it. So now it's 95% customer end result, like half and half, and then 5% mechanism. But you're going to actually think of mechanism last now. Now, I think that women are innately wired to be very successful at business because women do two things really, really well, like as a natural biological characteristic. The great businesses are built around very deep, painful problems, deep pain and great communities. Women naturally search out and bring compassion towards pain and naturally create community. So if you find a niche where there's great pain and you work to solve it with some mechanism of healing modality and then bring build community around it, you'll be good. And then every day you wake up, if you're building the community by a few members, if you're writing a new blog post or publishing a new YouTube video, that now works without you, you're still building equity as a technician. So you can be a technician wearing an entrepreneur's hat. But from this day on, every day you go to sleep, you ask, did I build equity today? And if the answer is not yes, just let that alarm you and make sure you do it and maybe even go do a little bit now. So let's do another customer result mechanism because this is where the money is really made and it's a big deal. So this one's really cool. Most real estate agents, if you ask them who they work with, what do you think they say? People who want to buy houses. Anybody that wants to buy or sell a home is my customer. Mm-hmm. All right. See you later, bro. I ain't working with the realtor that works with everybody. I'm a realtor that specializes in newly married couples finding their first home together. Oh, dang. <laughs> and now anybody that goes from single to engaged on Facebook, you can target. 
anybody that goes from engaged to married, you can target. And anybody that like, and as a realtor, it's like, so you're newly married, engaged. I'm a realtor that specializes in helping newly married couples. Here are the five things you want to consider as a married couple, because if you do this wrong, it could cause some headaches and strain on your marriage and your relationship. And you might have to compromise on sofas and compromise on room and compromise on size and compromise on location. It's a new process that you'll have to learn how to navigate. And I happen to have the structures to help you emotionally navigate that process as a newly married couple. So clear. Do you think if you hear that, don't you almost expect that person to be successful with what they're yeah, doing? Of course. You know, I had one lady come on and say, so what's your goal? She's like, well, I want to change the world. And I was like, well, I can tell that you're probably not successful if that's your goal, because it's very general. Yes. But then it turned out we got our customer down to women who've been sexually abused mm -hmm. and helping them find a sense of positive self-esteem and a high regard of a high self-image after it. Wow. And now she will have a greater chance of changing the world. But our customer is really clear. So let's just keep going, because I, th I think you're the kind of brain that has with examples in it, it can just kind of create all these possibilities. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, I mean, it could be. I'm literally like, I kind of feel like my mind is blown and now I'm already just like recalibrating the way that I've been seeing everything and approaching everything and it's happening real time. So <laughs> as you're talking, I'm already trying to recalibrate how I'm viewing my own business and work that I put out into the world, so. Great, so yeah. we'll, we'll slow down. I'm glad I checked in. I'm gonna say some things really slowly that as your brain's recalibrating, I want you to hear like that come from my soul. Okay. Business is beautiful and nourishing. It is not difficult and it is not hard and it is not frustrating. Now, the interesting thing is these are beliefs and either one could be true. And there could be times where business becomes hard, but where business is hard is just your next level of where you need to learn and grow. Because what's hard to you right now, because you're starting, is very easy for me. But what's hard for me right now is growing to a certain revenue number, and then I learn that, and then it becomes easy. So it's a matter of practice, training, and preparation, and lack of education that makes business appear difficult. But when your customer is clear, and you're clear on the result, then it becomes like you get to walk, with wealth instead of reaching for it and having it be out of reach. And then the technician side gets to be like the last thing that you do. So before you said mechanism was 100%. So let's call mechanism was the size of a tire wheel. Now, mechanism is the size of this bottle cap. Mm -hmm. And the tire wheel is the customer and the result. And so your mechanism is hovering around this giant tire. And oh, they don't like the mechanism anymore. Throw it away. So there's another example of a woman who's creating a business. She was on this podcast and she had an idea to do something what's called Dear Business Owner. And Dear Business Owner was like reminders for business owners to take breaks, get water, eat food, stretch and take care of themselves because they get so absorbed in their business. So you get alerts and notifications. And so she's going to build this for free and send these messages out for free and build a list of 1,000 to 10,000, 20,000, 100,000, maybe a million entrepreneurs that she helps take care of themselves through these simple reminders. She has no product. She has no real mechanism, kind of, or mechanisms, reminders. She's got customers who want results of a high quality of life and not to be burned out. But if she has a list of 10,000 business owners that she's sending these reminders to, if she ever needs to make money, she could find the great product 
that has something to do with self-care, recommend it to them as an affiliate and make income. Hmm. She didn't have a product. She's focused on a clear customer. Do you have any customers that you really seem to resonate with? For years, people have asked me about a book, something simple that they could read that was completely comprehensive, that would help them learn how to start a business when they have no ideas, no money, no experience, no real expertise, when they're insecure, when they don't have confidence. How do you start from zero? How do you start a business when you don't even believe that you could actually help someone in the first place? It's all documented. There's now a path. It's a book. It's called Start From Zero, and you can pre-order it right now. Go to startfromzero.com and click on pre-order so you're first in line to read this remarkable book. There are over 15 different examples of employees, many who became millionaires in four years' time. It's absolutely possible, and you can do it when you get the right training. Go get that book right now at startfromzero.com and click on pre-order. Let's get back to the episode. What I've been resonating with was different than what I originally thought it was going to be. The people that have gravitated to me are people with a heck of a lot of trauma that have almost stalled out with the psychology world. And they're turning to me as like a last hope. And we have been able to get amazing results with that. And I wasn't at all thinking that way when I started working with people, but that's what keeps coming through my door. And given my history, it's not a surprise, I guess. I shouldn't have been surprised by that. And so, of course, I have a huge heart specifically for those types of people. And oftentimes, they are also people coming out of severe religious trauma. And so that is one of the things that has been coming to me as you've been talking that I have a unique experience with is specifically religious trauma. And they tend to not be people that find themselves with healers. So I'm a great person to kind of bridge that gap and help them understand it and bring this new tool to them that they didn't have access to before. How successful would you like to be? I don't even know how to answer that. I would just want to be super successful at providing that for someone. Like what that success would look like to me or how I would measure it. I have no idea at this point. Best-selling books, speaking tours, coaching clients, courses. Mm -hmm. How does that all sound? Really intimidating and scary. I've thought about hosting retreats. Yeah, Yeah. so so not to scare the crap out of you, let's say one moderately successful book that sells, you know, thousands of copies a year and a steady base of coaching clients. You know, you forget about this. You'll grow in phases. So in terms of phase one, well, I guess what I would like you to know is In the realm of religious trauma, that is a bad to the bone niche. That is a great niche. And you could be very, very, very successful in that niche. What's happening for you as you hear that? A lot of complex thoughts and emotions, actually. This just wasn't something that I had been thinking about up until the call. And it's resonates on such a soul level for me. And to Mm -hmm. think about being able to help those kind of people is like, that would be amazing. So we've got a clear customer. I mean, that was going to be my question before all this is how do I figure out that clear customer? But thank you for that. (laughs) Okay, so clear result they want. Before you go there, the second rule of business, there's like the first one is what did you build equity today? And the second one is a rule. And it's the cardinal rule 
of successful entrepreneurship. And that is that we do not get to decide what works. So this can basically like just disassemble jealousy because if you see someone with more successful business than you and you get jealous of them and that business owner thinks that they're somehow smarter than you because their business is more successful, you can know that neither of you got to decide what worked. One of you just listened a little bit better and one of you may or may got lucky. Let's say if I was to reach like a billionaire, so if I was a billionaire and then that money all got taken away, it would be no problem. It would be okay because I would just listen again because real wealth is humility to what works. Real wealth is not arrogance and pride. There are people that are wealthy and rich that may have arrogance, but they're probably very insecure. And if they're not, it's still real wealth is humility because it's about we don't get to decide what works. We don't get to decide who we're attracted to. We don't get to decide who we fall in love with. We don't get to decide what customers will buy. We don't get to decide where customers will like. We don't get to decide what will work. So if someone's ready to start a business with me, like the first thing I'd tell them is that. Well, great. Guess what? You don't get to decide what works. So what mm -hmm. that means is we're going to learn how to listen. And when you do this, it's very, very disorienting. So, you know, I just had my first child. She's like eight weeks or so old. And yeah. thank you. And so I was talking to a seven-year-old girl and I asked her, so what would make me a good father? And the seven-year-old girl is like, well, lots of hugs and kisses. And I'm like, how many hugs and kisses? And she's like, mm, six, six, six hugs, six kisses. Is that every hour or every day? Every, every day is fine. And what kind of things would make me a bad father? Well, if you just don't spend any time with us, because then we won't think that you love us. And what would be some of your favorite things to do with your dad? Go of ice cream go to the park. And so what makes me a successful father is how well I listen to the person I'm taking care of. And what works for them, right? And, and what works for them. And a seven-year-old girl is pretty clear. Surprise, surprisingly <laughs> clear. Six hugs and kisses. <laughs> and so you do the same thing with these folks that have religious trauma. Mm. So what's the clear result? We don't get to decide this. So we enter mm. into business with humility. And this is why business is fun and nourishing and easy. Because I've often said it's the most dangerous word in business is guessing. We'll guess the product, we'll guess the niche, we'll guess the name, we'll guess what they want to pay, we'll guess how long it will take. You guess everything and then like it's stressful and risky and it's not very much fun. And then you get these rare entrepreneurs are like, I'm going to go out and listen. What's important to you? And it's a very, very different world. And then I outsource mechanism. So we have a product, for example, my sitting with people and I said, so what's your dream result? Like what would make this program I'm putting together irresistible? And they say, well, if I could quit my job, three words for a result, quit my job, clear customer, unsatisfied employee, clear result, quit my job. And I was like, I was so dumbfounded by this. I was like, are you sure? And they're like, yes. I was like, but are you really sure? And like, absolutely. And I was like thinking in my head, I'm 36. I've been teaching business for a while. I was like, dang it. In all my years of talking to people about building businesses, I very rarely ever say quit your job. Wow. So now in my marketing language, I say quit your job and start a $20,000 per month business while working from home. Now I have a friend in California who's the technician. He's also on the entrepreneurial side, but I'm hiring him as technician in this capacity. And he's really good, really humble, great heart, 
generous, amazing dude. So I pick him and I give him a 20% profit split. And then he teaches the course with my support. And then our business gets 80% and we do customer acquisition. We do customer support. We put together the content. We systematize the content. All he has to do is show up and teach. That's it. Show up, teach. We handle everything else. Win for everybody. I'm not the technician. And that'll be a really fun business because we'll probably scale that business to anywhere between 50 to 400,000 a month. Wow. And it'll be a probably 3,000 to $5,000 course, depending on how much personal interaction is there. So if it's a $3,000 course, and then so if we sell one of those a day, just one a day is almost 100 grand a month. It's amazing. It's incredible. It is. But that business would cap out, you know, because you're at a higher price range, you're at a smaller subset of people. Because our customers are people unsatisfied with their jobs that want to quit their job. But it's also people unsatisfied with their jobs that have been kind of looking online for a while. They know making money online is possible, but they can't crack the code. It's very Mm -hmm. frustrating. We just like pull back the curtain. It's a cool program and it's really fun to put together. But that's customer result. Then I hire out mechanism and everybody's happy. Everybody's super, super happy. So tell me what you're thinking about right now. Mostly just about after the call literally trying to restructure the way that I think about all of this and taking that with me as I start this business venture and really just applying what I'm doing in the ways that you're teaching me to do it. Yes. Good. Is it making sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's resonating actually very deeply. I've had a lot of blocks when it comes to business because I've had an idea about how that's supposed to look and it didn't feel congruent with my core. And this resonates so deeply with how I just do things naturally and how I perceive the world and, you know, what kind of values I want to put out. It fits so beautifully with that, that I'm super excited. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So clear customer, people with religious trauma. Mm -hmm. Now, what result do you think those folks want? So a couple of ways that it could go, or it all leads to the same thing. I think that they want to be able to move forward in life knowing who they truly are without all the layers of being told what is good, what is right. It only looks like this. And it's a little bit like going through life in a straitjacket and me being able to like untie that straitjacket or whatever. I think they want someone to help them do that so that they can walk through life free of all the imprints and the programming and all of that and be able to make their own decisions about who they are. So in their language, that's pretty good. So that's expert level explanation blended a little with like stuff they might understand. But Mm -hmm. like if someone suffered religious trauma, what do you think they would say they want in their language? You know, when I taught people business, I was teaching them the stuff that I thought they needed. And some of them needed help just knowing how to buy a domain name. Right. Anyway, it could be a lot simpler. Someone with religious trauma, what's the clear result? I don't actually know. I'll rephrase what you said in a way I think that would land. And you tell me, mm-hmm. clear customer religious trauma result is to know who they are free from the religious shame that was programmed in. How does that sound? Closer? It nails it. Nails it nails it. it. I think it's freedom. I think it's knowing and trusting themselves. And it is about letting go of that shame in order to get those things. So I think that nails it pretty close. Well, and I think this is going to be one of the next frontiers of human evolution is getting people to know who they are free from the shame of religious programming. Right. So, okay. Religious programming, the result is to see themselves clearly free from religious programming shame. Mm -hmm. Mechanism. Give me an example mechanism. I mean, 
I don't know at this point, right? Wouldn't it be an issue of like actually starting to dig in and ask a lot of questions to figure out what the mechanism would be? Yeah. What was it in the past? What worked for you in the past with your other clients? I basically helped to remove imprints, you could say energetically, so that the process isn't quite as painful as just delving back into all of the trauma. I can do it in a way that's easy and fun and help to remove the interference so that it is easier for them to find that freedom. So here's how you're going to want to learn how to explain this. Is it a six-week program, a 12-week program, and how many steps Mm -hmm. are involved? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that mechanism. Go ahead and make it up based on what's worked roughly because you already have results. Yeah. I mean, I would say probably 12 weeks we are dealing with like deep, deep programming, lots of layers coming off and it does come off in stages. So it would definitely be a, probably a 12 week progressive thing where we start more surface. And as that goes on and we remove some of those surface imprints, then we can get into the deeper things and start doing some healing work in that area. So check this out. Oh God, 12 weeks. It's a long time. So now you listen. Okay. And you hear that. That doesn't necessarily mean you change 12 weeks. But -hmm. now you say, listen, that's actually as short as it could possibly be. But I have good news. You're going to live 80 to 125 years, likely. Right now, you're 35 years old, which means you have at least 50 more years left alive. Out of 50 more years left alive, you could spend 90 days and live the rest of them free from the shame of religious programming. How does that sound? Sounds great. But what you had to do is listen. And then what you also had to do was understand sales, I think. Yeah. So there's a process that you take people through that have religious shame programming if they come to you. Do I have them currently? Yeah, process. Yeah. A process. No. Well, so if I had religious shame and I came to you, would you take me through mm-hmm. a process? Yes. I mean, it's not a fully developed process, but I would start with a handful of actual sessions where we're starting to remove things and see, and then just kind of gauge where they're at and what they're needing at that point. So you want to bring the entrepreneur to the technician. So Mm -hmm. when you're doing this, you probably want to have an assessment at the beginning. Yes. What's your level of shame with sex? What's your level of shame with money? Like whatever the religious programmings are. And you have them like score it. Yeah. And then you say, okay, great. We're going to retake this at the end of 90 days. Mm -hmm. Now you get this beginning and end. And then you'll also have these results to market and sell. So like your next few religious trauma clients come in, they give a very structured assessment that's like maybe a page long. I mean, you go through it and at the end, you give them the same assessment. You take five of those people through it, right? Those five people become your, this is not the right word because we're talking about religious stuff, but disciples, your, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know. I like the choice of words there. Okay, good. Well, so, and then you have these Facebook ads and these YouTube ads in this book, these five people become the essence of your book then you just can start selling quite a bit because you could say this person had a shame around money at 10. After 90 days, it's a zero. Mm -hmm. They're fully congruent, being able to hold money, look at money, spend money, receive money. Wow. So now you want to study marketing. So there are books on marketing. There's like Alan Dibb and the one-page marketing plan. There's like business model generation. Those might be really useful. You want to get the proper links to those to you and everyone listening, you can do startfromzero.com forward slash all in, A-L-L-I-N. And everything, if you wanted to go all in on mastering business, you, you could get everything on that page. Those books will be there. But here's what I want to say in terms of marketing. The way I would pitch this is you say, I am so frustrated 
and sick and tired, etc., of seeing people try to heal their greatest wounds without considering the primary origin of religious trauma. Hmm. We've got people trying to heal sexual suffering, financial suffering, other suffering, but very few of them actually address the root of religious trauma. That's where I come in. If you still don't feel healed, if you still feel like something's missing and you've done everything, but you have yet to look at the religious trauma, then I invite you to such a, and then you invite them into your world that way. Yes, that is so good. What are your next steps? I think my next steps are to find a couple of people, honestly, that have this that I can talk with and start taking through some of the initial programs and measuring a lot of listening. You got it. Yeah. And the results of your customers will, that's how you grow. So when you want to grow and scale, you just become a storyteller of your customers and their before and after results. Okay. So you don't need to try real hard. Like when people think about scaling and growing a business, it seems real hard. No, but you just tell stories. And those mm -hmm. stories can be Facebook ads targeted towards the similar people of who that person matches for a story. Okay. So if it's a 35-year-old man, you target all men that are 35 that have similar interest to this guy and that ad runs and you get people reaching out to you all day. So storytelling is how you grow. So get your results, get the documented measurements, tell those as stories, and then that's how you mm -hmm. grow your business and you should be good to go. Beautiful. All right, nice work. So listen, if you'd like to offer feedback on this episode, we would treasure that. Let us know what you want more of and what you want less of for the show. And we'll make sure we try to incorporate that. You can email the feedback to hello at startfromzero.com. Just put feedback in the subject line. Now, if you'd like to build a $20,000 per month business minimum, I've got a friend who actually does this every single month. Some months he makes as much as $87,000 in a month. I asked him about it and he told me, man, if I can do this, anybody can do it. So we've turned this into a fully comprehensive course that you can take to learn how to quickly build a $20,000 per month business. If you'd like information on that, you can go to startfromzero.com and on the homepage, you'll find a link to it. Now, if you've been struggling to take action, if you really feel there's more for your life, but you know you're gonna need to take action to do it, but taking action is so difficult, you just can't seem to get yourself to do it, we have a wonderful free tool. You can find it at startfromzero.com forward slash DJP. And if you go there within 20 minutes of applying the process, you'll find yourself wanting to play the game, wanting to step in the game, and wanting to take action. I use DJP for myself all the time with things like figuring out revenue models, figuring out lead capture systems, figuring out how to hire someone. If I'm ever stuck with a difficult action, I'll actually apply DJP because what it does is it wakes up a deeper intuition, a deeper wisdom, so we can actually do something really cool instead of stay stuck. So that's it. Please rate the show, please subscribe, and go on and listen to the next episode. Let's do this.